What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, the podcast, episode 223. Once again, the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe is reconvened. When I want to know what's going on with the New York City transit scene, there is no one, no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I'm good, and it's great to be here with the family once again. And when I want to talk local TV news, there's nobody I trust more than my favorite director, who's also my brother, Mr. Mark Powell's in the house. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to talk local New York City real estate, there's nobody I trust more than the man they call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. The world calls him Derek Powell. I simply call him my cousin. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cypher with the cats. How you guys doing? Well, I think we're pretty good. I mean, it's uh, we're taping this on on President's Day. And, you know, it's also Black History Month. I don't think we really covered a whole lot of Black History Month. I mean, uh, first of all, um, you know, I guess if you're an African-American in America, you have to acknowledge Lincoln for waking up after a drunken weekend, realizing that he freed the slaves. Um, You know, so thanks for that. Uh, Lincoln, you know, this is what people don't talk about when it comes to Lincoln. Lincoln was not, he didn't love Black people. Lincoln was not crazy at all about black. He said some of the most racist things you could imagine. Um, so when he emancipated uh, enslaved Africans or enslaved Americans, because at that point, we're, 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 most of us were no longer African. We were American. When he, when he emancipated enslaved Americans, um, it was not necessarily for our benefit. It was for the benefit of keeping the country together. It was about preserving, as they, as he said, preserving the union, the, the union of states, the United States of America. So, um, you know, and then you had reconstruction and then white folk got tired of that and said, nah, nah, we want to bring it back, kick it back old school. We want to bring back the old ways. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it, it's important for us to, to, acknowledge that black history, as I've said before, and Mark pointed out, as I've said many times, black history is not uh, black history, it's American history. There is no U.S. without us. And I've said this multiple times. In fact, I should get that on a t-shirt. There is no U.S. without us. I like that. Um, Facts. Facts indeed. Um, I've been watching the 1619 Project. Has anybody seen it yet? No, we haven't. I haven't no, seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet neither. I, I I highly highly recommend it. It is okay. I can see why people do not want you know real American history taught because it really is. It is shameful. It is it is horrific, and I guess people are afraid that that you know they'll be blamed or that the idea of white supremacy and, and people's success is not necessarily their own, that they've been the beneficiaries of a lot of things. You know, it's interesting. It's called the 1619 project, meaning that we have been here, African Americans. And I, I don't even know if we, again, when, uh, you know, I learned this on the show and I'll, I'll say it. Uh, apparently if you do our DNA testing, uh, if you go to 23andMe or what's the other one, uh, ancestry.com, you'll find that most people who identify as African-American have about 25% European-American blood. Mm. Let me say that again. If you go on Ancestry.com or, or 23andMe to have your DNA done, you will find out that you have about 25%, a quarter, fully one quarter of you is of European ancestry because of all of the rapes that took place in, in, on plantations in the South. Um, it is, it is, again, it's a, it's a shameful, shameful history that, uh, we do not engage in and do not want to talk about, but again, it's the 1619 project. And what's interesting about the 1619 project, as I said, we've been here for 400 and what, four years now. What's interesting about the 1619 project is that black folk were here before the Mayflower. Yes. Yes. I read that article. Mm. Yeah, black folk were here before the Mayflower. People get, take great pride in tracing their ancestry all the way back to the to the Mayflower, and as a demonstration that they were were, were among of, of the first Americans. But we were here before the Mayflower got here, Mm-mm-mm. and we're not acknowledged. You know, I was talking to somebody uh, recently. We were talking about potato chips, and I was saying that most black kids, most kids in general, you know, I love chips. 
I've said it before. Potato chips. This is not a little black history my fact. Potato chips were invented by a man named George Speck, who later became known as George Crumb up in Saratoga, New York. Now, you have never bought a bag of crumb potato chips. You've bought some Lay's. You bought some Wise. You bought some Uts. You bought some Cape Cod. (laughs) (laughs) But you have never bought a bag of potato chips with a black man's face on it. In fact, I'll go one step further. As far as peanut butter is concerned, you bought one with Peter Pan on the cover? You bought some Skiffy? You bought some Jif? You know, but you have never, ever, ever bought a bottle of George Washington Carver peanut butter. Never. Mm-mm. George Washington Carver invented peanut butter too. So millions of kids eating peanut butter and jelly and having a bag mm. of chips along with it, you're welcome. <laughs> you know what's um, funny, Anthony? Um, as a as I got older, uh, you know, I used to listen to Kiss FM in in the morning, and in February come around, they would have have they had Black History uh, Month, which they talked about what blacks invented, which I was never taught in school. I didn't find this too. I was maybe in my thirties and forties, how much we contribute to this country that was never known. And that what really blew my mind was a couple of years when we had um, hidden figures. Right. Never knew nothing about that from Nassau. I think uh, rocket ship went up about 68, 69. Never knew that these three women played a major role in this. All this stuff was like, our history is hidden. As you say with the the um, with the show, there's a lot of things we don't know to this day. It's just starting to come out, and you're going like, "Wow!" And I'm 62 years old, and I'm like, "Damn, I didn't know that." But they don't they don't teach this in school, and they fight against it. That history is not the history that has been told for years. You know, they changed it and kind of like whitewashed us out of it. Oh yeah, yeah, no, the whole the whole story. You're absolutely 100 percent right. I mean, you know, every every elementary school child has heard about oh, and Rosa Parks, the poor tired seamstress who was. They made it seem like she was just so tired, and she finally got a seat on the bus, and she didn't want to get up because she was tired. <laughs> no, she planned that. They looked for somebody specifically like her, somebody whose record was unimpeachable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosa Parks had been going; she had traveled to the South to to take the the. Uh, to uh, document the the stories of, of of black women who had been raped by white men uh, all over the south. This is a black woman traveling to the south to get these stories. You know, think about how dangerous that was. She had played, she was an active member of the NAACP. She had planned that day, planned that event. It's not some oh I was so tired she didn't want to get up. And as far as what you're saying about hidden figures, yes, the the space program NASA, um, the first uh, U.S. space flight, I think, uh, orbital flight was in 61 and then uh eight years later nine years later you know we 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 land on the moon um but yeah without black women that doesn't happen that doesn't we all know alan shepherd's name is the first man in space we all heard about john glenn we all saw that movie the right stuff you know the seven mercury astronauts and we've seen apollo 13 and yes. seen all of these historic uh stories but not once until Hidden Figures comes out that we realize, oh, wait a second, none of that shit wouldn't have happened if it had not been for the genius of black mathematicians, black female mathematicians. You know, um, it, it, it is it is highly, highly insane. You know, as you said, you, t- you talk about all of these, the, the inventions, the, the contributions, George, uh, Dr. Charles Drew. Who invented blood plasma? You can't, you know, all both of you guys, you and Mark both have gone and had had surgical procedures. You wouldn't have been able to have them without blood plasma. You know, anybody who's ever gone to the hospital and had any kind of surgical procedures had to have blood plasma in order to have that procedure. That's a fact, and it's it's what what's not known is that the man who invented the procedure, the man who invented the process, died. Who he bled to death. Because the white hospital that picked him up after a car accident would not give him his own his own <laughs> yes. procedure. Yeah, so Isn't that this something? is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it, it our history is really, really, um, we're denied our history. I think I think it's it's not a full picture. You know, my son told me something the other day, which I found I found super fascinating. He said that um, the 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 distance. We are closer 
in his history to to Rome. I mean, Rome, the Roman Empire ended in in what uh, four fifty nine. I think the Roman Empire split split uh, the, the ancient Rome as we as we know it. And so here we are, about sixteen hundred years later. But the Rome, we're further. The Romans, U.S. and the our modern society and Rome are further apart than ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt was around long enough that they were studying their own ancient history. Remember, the civilization that we know as ancient Egypt was over 5,000 years ago. Over 5,000 years ago. Clearly, 4,000 years before the Roman Empire. So we're closer to the Roman Empire than we, we, we could than they were to ancient Egypt. And yet we don't spend enough time talking about that. And people like, you know, we grew up as kids watching, you know, uh, Elizabeth Taylor play Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You know, as, <laughs> it, you can you can whitewash it all you want to, but Egypt is in Africa. And if you ever look at a picture of some hieroglyphics, people look pretty dark to me. They're pretty brown. And that's that's after over 6,000 years of fading <laughs> in the sun. <laughs> you know, they had a thing that um, the pyramids and, you know, the... Uh, pictures of they have have of the people outside they were breaking the noses off right that so broad that, nose on the sphinx exactly right they were breaking their nose off so it wouldn't identify as black people which was crazy i'm like wow you go to that length to just change the history just leave it as it is because history somehow comes out later as the truth no matter how you try to hide it Right. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, the Sphinx. If anybody knows what I'm telling you, everybody knows the Sphinx is that that giant statue of, of half man, half lion, and the head of head of a man on, on a on a lion. But the, the the biggest everything else is intact. Everything else is intact on mm. that, that statue, but the nose. Yes. And if you look at where the nose was, that's a big ass flat nose is where <laughs> is what's missing. And clearly that would indicate that that the model or 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 the tribute was to someone of a darker pigment. Yeah. You know? I always used uh, to tell the kids when I was driving the bus, you know, I used to pick the kids up from high school. I used to always tell them, you know, back in the days we were kings, prince, princesses. We owned things. We were powerful folks, you know, and this is why I would try to let them know that don't let this world dictate to you who you really are because you're something much greater than what they say you are. What they say to you? Did they understand it? Um, they said MF. That's what they no, said. No, that's yeah. it. It's like, it's like I'm five years like, what you talking about? Yeah. Yes. Did, they, did they pay their fare after you said that or what? <laughs> you know, come on. Bad-ass kids. You was driving in Brooklyn. Man, them kids ain't listening to that, man. Go hey, ahead. Franklin K. Shoot, man. Yeah, Franklin K. Lane. I used to speak to the kids up there. Yeah. We used to talk, you know, have a little conversation on the bus about history and stuff. And they would look at me like, "Yeah, okay, man, whatever you say." Yeah, it's true. I mean, if if if, if and that's 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 a, a a great technique. If you if you if you deny people their history, if you deny people uh, knowledge of themselves. Uh, you're gonna go a long way towards breaking them. I, I you know, I, I, I've told kids the same things. You know, I've had conversation. You know, when I hear kids talking about, um, um, you know, slavery, and you know, they say, "Well, yeah, you know, they they brought the slaves from Africa." I'm saying, "No, they didn't bring any slaves from Africa. You know, you didn't. They didn't bring slaves. They brought people and enslaved them. You didn't. You know, they didn't go to Africa to get slaves. They went to Africa to kidnap people. And I try to explain. I use the analogy like, if you're walking down the street and somebody throws you in the back of the van, you know, and ties you up, and then they let you out somewhere miles and miles away and and force you to work for no money, are you a slave in the back of the van? No, you're a kidnapped victim. Right. And when they when they force you to work and uh, force you under the threat of physical violence. Uh, and torture, you're still not a slave, but you are now living in captivity. You are you're you're dealing with the with the 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 realities of captivity, and that's the same thing. So you know, and I, I make I make it clear to them: don't ever say they went and got slaves. They didn't. You, you have to you have to create a slave. It's not slavery is not a is not a natural human condition. Right. It's something that has to be taught. It has it's something that has to be consistently and regularly enforced. Because I guarantee you, if the master died, 
on the plantation and all the overseers died or some shit, you know, they got poisoned and all fell out, <laughs> then people wouldn't stay there and keep working. They get the fuck out of there. <laughs> so slavery clearly is not something. Yeah, it's not something. Yeah, these, you know, it's, it is it's a function of, of of constant reinforcement, constant enforcement um, in order to maintain, maintain the, uh, the, the, the society. Anyway, that's our Black History Month. That's you know, I mean, I, I, there's certainly more to it than that. Uh, but I, you know, I just, I just, again, as I've been saying, and I straw, I highly recommend people uh, take a look at the 1619 Project, and you know, you you can form your own judgments. I've always said this to people too. You know, it's you know the idea of racism, and and people get very offended when you call them racist, um, and not everybody is a racist, but a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of white people certainly benefit from racist policies, whether they're mindful of it or not, whether they're conscious of it or not. And they should try to be more conscious of, of it. Uh, you know, as I said, uh, you know, if somebody calls you a racist, by the way, and and you're not, you know, you're, you're not a person of color, if you're white and somebody calls you a racist, your first response should never be to list all of the black or brown people that you know. <laughs> and talk about how, how friendly you are and, and how well you get along. Your first response should always be when you're accused of something is that's interesting. Wow, that is really, really interesting. What makes you say that? And then your job then is to sit there and listen to the charges. And if the charges are true, then you have to reevaluate yourself. If the charges are not true, then you should defend those charges. But you should never go, oh, I'm not a racist. How could I possibly be a racist? Because I have, you know, no, don't start listing all your friends and the people you work with and the people you know. And simply say, wow, what an interesting thing to say. What makes you say it? And then take the time to listen. That's my advice for all people. If somebody calls you a sexist, again, don't say, ah, no, nah, I, I love women and I'm a good friend. No, no, just say, wow, that's interesting. What makes you say that? And listen to what's being said. Uh, because... Here's another little piece of little, little, little bar I'm going to drop. You have two ears and one mouth, which means you should always be listening twice as much as you should be speaking. That's what I'm going to say. Mm, preach on, brother. Yeah, preach man. On. I put it out there. Got to put it out there. So the next time you buy a bag of chips and there's a big-ass owl on the bag, <laughs> know that the black man provided that delicious snack to you. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh, things that, that that black people have provided to you, uh, dunking is one of those things. Uh, <laughs> up until this past weekend, oh, yeah. the All Star game, um, the All Star game. Yeah, we have a new uh, dunk uh, basketball dunking champion. I'll let you take this one, Derek. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Um, it, it, it was uh, first of all. With this young man, uh, McCulloch, Mac McClung, he comes out of Georgetown, you know, then Texas Tech. He's the he's six two, uh, white gentleman out of Virginia. This young man is just coming up from the G League, which is not the you know the NBA for you know some of our folks to the NBA, and he's joining Mark's Philadelphia 76ers on a two way contract, which means he'll go back and forth, but. After Saturday night, I don't see him leaving Philly. You know, he's going to get used to them cheesesteaks over there because this boy put on a show that was off the charts. And when Magic Johnson, the greatest point guard of all time, says, you have saved the dunk contest to McClunk, he has actually saved it with his antics. I, was, I wasn't sure how he was going to do because he's a you, you know, on YouTube, you see this stuff, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. You know, you chick, you know, you playing with the camera. You can't do that, man. Come on, you white guy can't do all that. Let me tell you something. I was cheering for that boy after the first dunk. I thought they should have stopped the contest. I really <laughs> thought they should have stopped it. When you can jump over two of your buddies, because he remember he just coming to the NBA, so he ain't had no NBA friends. He had two of his buddies out of Virginia come with him, jump over them. Grab the ball, tap it off the backboard, and dunk it. I said, "Oh my god, let's just end this right now!" And the <laughs> fans and the reactions—it was crazy. Now, the good news for this cat, even if he doesn't stick, and I think they're going to keep him around a little bit, but let's say he doesn't—he's got a sneaker contract already with Puma. 
Puma got him a sneaker deal. You know, hopefully they ain't cheat the boy. And then he gets to come back next year to battle for his crown where somebody's coming to take it. What is scary, this kid has got like 300-something, you know, 365, 364 as of today to work on some new material. Because I'm like, I think he did a five, what do they call it, a 540? Five, 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 yeah, one and a half turns, yeah. How do you do that? And we wa- we all watching this, and I'm like, yeah, he's he's a bad, he's a bad man. And what is crazy when you talk to him, he got his head just like Opie and Andy Griffith, man, just so humble. However, you know, you know, you know, Saturday night it was on and popping for the young and you know, it's you know, you know people want to be around him, you know. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Groupie time, it's groupie time. And uh, I send y'all a picture, you know, that was just a little exaggeration, but I'm I'm pretty sure he has some Instagram because he got about a, he got a hundred racks for that. So I know he has some Instagram loving um Saturday and Sunday, and uh, he'll have some Instagram loving waiting for him when he gets to Philly. And uh, yeah, I just want to what? <laughs> no, 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 this kid. No, I, and I, uh, uh, from what I gather, this kid apparently was not only just. I mean, I didn't know he had hops like that. Uh, that's the first one. No, I never saw the. I never did. saw the uh, the internet videos, yeah. but I did know that he was a straight up five star recruit. Baller. Yes. Straight he was like a major, major recruit, and you know, I don't, you know, sometimes I guess in in the course of a basketball life, you can get sidetracked, or you can be put in a position where you're not allowed to shine, or you you're asked to run a system that doesn't work for your particular skill sets. But this kid was a five star recruit. Yeah. Uh, he ended up going to Georgetown. I guess that's because it's closer to where he's from. Um, and then you know, as you said, uh, with the Texas Tech, and kind of just well. fell under the radar, and then. You know, he was good enough to to make it, but he ended up going out to the G League, and you know, mm-hmm. and so now he's on a on a two way deal. Uh, you the Philly fan, Mark? What are your thoughts? Well, as long same line as Duck, I did see the uh, prior to this happening. I knew who he was from the YouTube videos because sometimes you know, you know YouTube. And next thing you know, you're on a YouTube journey, you find some videos. So I seen all that stuff, and I knew he could jump. I used to know when I saw he was in the dunk contest. I thought of him the same way I thought of Spud Webb when I first saw, like, I'm thinking, okay, fine, little guy, he can probably dunk, but okay. I know Spud could dunk like that. I know <laughs> McClung could dunk like that. I thought, like, after Zach Levine and uh, Gordon, Aaron Gordon. After, I thought I wouldn't see anything that great again until this kid came along and just yeah. blew my mind away. I didn't know he had that kind of lift. Um, so I, But I had seen him through YouTube. I knew it was a big deal when he went to Georgetown. Really didn't take over Georgetown. Went to Texas Tech. And uh, he broke all of uh, – he's from Virginia. So he broke uh, Iversons and uh, Reddick's scoring yep. records in, in Virginia. As far as being a star, <clears throat> we'll see because there was a guy named Harold Miner who blew up the dunk contest and never right. heard from him again. So – and a D. Oh, Brown. Or is, Nate Robinson for that. And Nate Robinson. Um, so – but I just was happy for him because he was – like I, I didn't think anybody could – do anything else other than what Zach Levine did. I was like, okay, when Zach did what he did that first year and then he repeated the second year, first year with a better year, this kid, when I saw it, because I, I, I see it the next day, I was like, holy, this boy is just, it's like he's walking. It's like somebody, <laughs> no, it's like, there's a video right now, if you look, and this is reminding me, of, there's a video right now of Der, uh, DK Metcalf where he's uh, standing flat foot. He's like, you know, they're throwing a ball at him. And I've watched this video a, a thousand times. I'm thinking, is this like CGI? And then he like he points up like they're throwing a ball and he, and he he points up like throw it higher, and if you see the video, I'll sit and try it. It looks like he shot out of a cannon. <laughs> he jumps straight up <laughs> without any kind of like prep and catches the ball. That's why I felt when I was watching McClellan going, okay, he's going up and he's going, and he's still, damn this boy, he's got hops. Um, as far as his overall game, I don't know if he's got that because at his size, he's gonna need to create a shot, and he's an okay shooter. He's mainly a good athlete playing basketball, but uh, I'm happy for him that he that he did well. Keith, uh, you saw I know I know you you you've always been big on the uh, yeah NBA All Star game. Yeah, my son came down and we betted on the the dunk contest, and I took uh, Jericho Sims. But after the first dunk, you I took who? Jericho Sims. Why? Because I'm, I'm a Nick guy, a you know. Okay, I'm okay, okay, a Nick. Okay, so, okay, so I'm staying okay, true okay. to the game. 
Okay. okay. But after the first dunk, when he tapped it off the backboard and dunked it behind his head, I was like, wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> but the dunk that, you know, besides the 540 um, was when he went up and did the reverse, hes- hesitated. The hezzy, the hezzy, the hezzy, I call it. The hezzy, the hezzy. dunk. Yeah. And then brought it back up and dunked it. It was over with. It was over with. I said, game over. I, I text Dirk back. I said, it's over with. After that, was, there was no need because at 190 pounds, he has something like, I guess, where his body is, he's able to contort and still knows the presence like a gymnastic to know where he's at. In the air, yeah. Right, yeah. to finish those type of dunks. You you got to ha- have the presence to know exactly. It was like the other kid, uh, Trey Murphy, he had a couple of really good dunks. But you can see he's looking at the basket like, I know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And that's the same way this young man was. And I was very impressed. And, yes, he did save the dunk contest. And remember, yes. with the, remember with, look at that link I just sent you guys. Okay. And remember with this young cat, it wasn't like he missed the dunks. It wasn't like no, he needed. It, was like it was just like it wasn't like you know, like okay, I need another start. Let's stop it. Let's start it. That cat went up there, boom, 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 over. I'm like, God damn, that boy, that good. Now he actually did the it's overside at the end of the last dunk, and, 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 and you know, and his, I, full disclosure, true. I wasn't even watching All Star Saturday night. I wasn't even why. I, I was. I, I found myself. I think it was we were out Saturday. We came back. And then, uh, you know, I was watching something else on TV. I was, you know, I just got caught up. And, you know, I knew it was All-Star Saturday night. But I was, I just, I had no interest. I didn't want to see the dunk contest. I knew, I think I had already missed the three-point contest. But I was like, ah, whatever. And then um, uh, my son was like, you're not watching it? He came in the room. I was watching some movie. He came in the room. Oh, I'll tell you what I was watching. I was watching this movie, Devotion, with the. Uh, yeah, I saw that. With, uh, what's his name? Majors? Uh, Jonathan Majors, who was a. Becoming a huge star, he's in a new Ant Man, uh, Quantum Mania movie. Uh, black actor who was uh in Lovecraft Country, and I was so mad. I was so mad at the end of that movie. I was like, I didn't feel like watching nothing. And all of a sudden, we turned <laughs> turned the TV. Uh, and you know what? I, I'm so, uh, you know I'm, why I'm really really mad because I realized that I'm old, and I will never get those two hours of my life back. <laughs> <laughs> so so. You know, that's like a, that might be that last two hours I need you know, at the end, end of my life. And I'm like, damn, I gave it up on that movie. Anyhow, uh, we turn the TV. Uh, he turns the TV to this this kid. I'm like, I didn't know who he was. I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then I saw like, uh, you know, I caught the end. They, they were replaying like the last, the, the second to last dunk. And then I watched the last dunk, the 540. Mm-hmm. And I saw this kid's head. He had to, to tilt his head to not slam it into the rim. And I thought, what am I watching here? Mm-hmm. I'm watching. I knew. I you knew immediately that you were watching something different. Because yeah, then they, you know the, he was. Yeah. I guess it was the it was the dunk off, and the other kid, you know, he's missing the dunk. He had to do it again. And I'm like, wait a second. And I watched this kid with with just incredible poise and confidence. And mm-hmm. forget all that, just straight up hops and ability. Yeah, it's like tramp. I used to have a trampoline. That's like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is this is definitely something new. And, I, and you know, I, I, you sent us the uh, the uh, Puma deal this morning, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Derek, and I saw that. Yeah. But then I saw how the, the love them dudes were like, like he was a new yeah. Messiah. Everybody goes to kiss Michael Corleone's ring. That's what it looked like to me. They were all coming up to him, you know, like hugging him and, you know, all right, pounding him. And- Until Derek sent you that link, do you know Puma's still around? I didn't even know Puma's still around. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I did. Uh, I, I, Pumas. Pumas. I have Pumas. I have right. some Pumas. But I'm just saying, I mean, the idea that, you know, that they were going they were going <laughs> to hitch that wagon to this young man. I'm like, oh, okay. And if they're smart, they'll really, if there's, if Puma's smart, you got this dunk, young dunk champion who was, you know, kind of humble and all that stuff. You got to, Attach him personality wise with Clyde. Bring Clyde back out of the uh oh, that would be nice. Out of the that archive. Nice. Say, Listen, because remember Clyde was the original Puma guy. Well, yes. Yeah, the first guy yeah. to have a shoe yeah. name after. So I now mean, Dr. J was the second guy to have a shoe name. Clyde's old ass off and, and well, Chuck Taylor was the first guy to have a shoe. <laughs> and and you have him introduce kind of him into the uh to the Puma world to tie the two worlds together and maybe Puma can get something going. 
Yeah, that would be nice. That would but be look nice. at that DK well, Metcalf but, video, and you tell me that looks crazy. Yes, vertical is crazy. He played in the celebrity game Friday night. This cat was dunking like it was all right. Yeah, that vertical, that that Keith, we saw that. It looks like I, it looks fake because he doesn't. It's <laughs> no. like you know, squat or what? It just no. He jumped straight up, Mark. It's like he hit the B button on a video game. Right, he just <laughs> jumped straight up. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah no, I you know again, as I said, it, you know, it definitely saved the dunk contest. He's the new dunk king and. And God bless. What y'all? What you guys think of of All Star Weekend, just overall in general? Um, for me, I um, <laughs> for me, I I like the three point shooting contest. Um, I like the you know, of course, the dunk contest. I was okay with the way they did the uh, picking of the teams. Like it's out, you know, you're out in the park and you're picking up players. You know, you try to get the best guys to play with you to get the dub. It's just for me. Um, no defense. Um, it's just it, 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 I, I turned it off. I think I might have watched honestly of the actual game, maybe four or five minutes, and then when I saw everybody just ripping and running, I, I, I changed. I turned over to yeah, my cop show. Fun. It was no defense at all. I said I, I can't do this to myself. I mean, you know, it, it was just too much for me. But the three points, the uh, the dunk contest, the way they they did the alignment, I'm good. I was okay with how they did the halftime because I turned back over at halftime to see if they had a rapper, but they had um they did a LeBron and they honored him and I was okay with that. But the game itself, honestly, I couldn't watch it. It was it was too brutal. It was too brutal. Yeah, I didn't see the game at all because you know, I had to go to bed. But when I got up this morning, I was not gonna watch the sports. And actually, first of all, when I got up, I saw that Tatum had fifty six points. I go, okay, here we go again. They're doing that layup line. And what annoyed me about that is, I guess maybe about four years ago, maybe five years ago, they changed the format. Be- because of these guys weren't doing anything. So they changed the format to kind of play per quarter and to actually have some competition would actually go and compete. Cool. And then they go and do this crap against like, come on. The NBA seems to keep, I know they're popular, but you got players taking off at a whim. And then you throw out this NBA, this also game, you're going to get a lot of backlash because what's going to happen is people are going to stop watching and only going to say, listen, I'm paying you guys a lot. I'm paying some of these max contracts are 45 million, $50 million. You got to give a better product because if I don't get paid, you don't get paid. <laughs> Key, I know. Well, I, you, oh. you, this this is your game, Key. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was good until the All Star Game. Actually, um, as as with everybody else, there was no defense play. These cats were shooting from half court, behind half court. They were just launching. I'm like. Nobody's playing D. Kyrie Irving's going to the hoop. He's just laying it up all types of fancy ways. They just dunk it. And um, Jalen Brown said this morning that, you know, he was kind of sad that this particular all-star game was just basically a layup line. The only mm-hmm. defense that was played was when Tatum played defense on him. Right. And he played defense on Tatum. That was right. the only time defense was played. Any other time, the cat is coming up to court, and they just firing threes like they were going out of style. Uh, Jason Tatum, I think, hit 10 threes last night. That's crazy. 10 now threes. Once, now, now, I'm sorry, Keith, real quick. Keith said it was good other than the also game. You know what that's like? That's like, other than that, how was the play, Mr. Lincoln? now one thing mark um touched on is regarding the product that they're putting out there and you know guys not playing um anthony edwards of uh minnesota this is his you know he hasn't missed a game all year and this is was his quote um yesterday all these guys sitting resting just play man these people might have enough money to come to one game and that might be the game they come to and you're sitting out. And I think if the players, if they don't get it together, like Mark say, you know, ain't nobody going to be making no money in a little while. Because if I'm I'm a working stiff and I've worked hard and I'm coming to see, you know, Braun play and this is his, uh, what is it, low management they call it? His low management game. I'm going to lose my mind. If I'm playing to go to the all-star game, this is on my bucket list, and now I'm there, and ain't nobody playing defense, you might as well put me in the game. I'm bringing my sneakers. I want to run up and down. I can make some open layups and do what y'all doing. But that's when it's going to start to become frustrated, and the, the customer 
who actually wants to come out and see it and save his money and get his hotel is going to say, nah, man, I might as well just go to Disney World and, and, you know, have fun with my family over there. I just can't do this any longer, man, because there was nothing competitive, in my opinion, except the three-point shooting contest and the dunk contest. That was it. You know, Derek, the the NBA has changed because, you know, they – Changed all the rules to institute more scoring, more entertaining than actually really playing basketball. You know, um, I think it was uh, Reggie was saying last night. The only time they played defense was like last year when it was close. Right. Then they played D. But this was kind of like out of control. So these cats didn't bother playing no D. They just, what? You, you shoot, you d- dunk. You shoot threes, you know, layups, you know, you do what you want to do. But we ain't going to play no D today. Back in the day when it used to be like Magic and Isaiah, you know, from East and the West representing and, and being the point guards, what they would do is like in the beginning of the game, the first couple of quarters, they would have fun. And then, uh, like, they would start to say, okay, fine, this is the fourth quarter. This is pride time. Exactly. winning time. And then they would, they, would, they would all kind of just say, we understand. Like, you know, give fans a show. For a couple of quarters, and then at the end, we gotta play ball. We gotta, we gotta actually, you know. Right. I'm trying to win. I want to win. Right. Um, and and these that kids, these guys didn't seem like they they wanted to win at all. I, I was, I found, yeah, some of the, you know, I, I took it that way initially. I said, you know what, in the first quarter or so, I don't want to see them play. I don't want to see a, you know, 65, you know, 70 All Star game. So the first quarter or so, I was, I was okay with the with the lax defense, and I, I found. Some of the, uh, the 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 passing and the 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 ridiculously long um, uh, half court shots entertaining, but then as you said, like you know, okay, now I'm in the fourth quarter and and it's an interesting thing. I mean, the idea before was okay, we're entertaining, but we're also playing for these kids' charities. Maybe that's why they didn't want to play that hard because it was all the kids in white in Utah are white. They didn't want to play that hard <laughs> for those kids <laughs> because you know the year before they were they were like when it got down to the end of the quarter you saw guys start to d up. I mean I found that I found it fascinating. I mean like you know Giannis and and, and LeBron and those dudes, you know and 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 Durant straight up d in these guys and showing the. I mean you know they they first they let them score a little bit and then they said okay now nah, we're gonna we're gonna straight up d and and lock you guys down to show that that that's they are truly the finest athletes in the world. But this was yeah, this was kind of um, uh, okay. like, as Derek said, you didn't have to watch it all. You you kind of you, right. you could see where it was going and 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 uh, it wasn't as fascinating. What about the entertainment? Did you guys enjoy the entertainment? Oh yeah, so, I enjoyed um, what's the boy, uh, Burner Boy and them. Okay, what's the guy that was and, and he was okay, man. He's supposed he was a um supposed to be connected to Laurie Harvey, that that little white Post guy. Malone? He got some skin. Uh, Post Malone. Wasn't Post he Malone. there? Wasn't he there? Yeah, he, he was there. He, yeah, he, he was did, nice. He, he was nice. He got some skills. Uh, you know, when she broke up with My- Michael G. Bore, you know, was it Michael B. Jordan? You know, he went. You know, he went over there. You know, you know, test drove that car for a minute and uh, kept it. I thought it was Jack Hollow. Well, was it Jack Hollow? Well, it's been a lot, man. You know, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's Post Malone. It's probably the other guy because Post Jack Malone Hollow. is a mess. Okay, Jack well, Hollow. Jack Hollow, everybody the same color. It's a lot of them. But well, I apologize to Post Malone. And you look at through the people, you know who's who. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I mean, yeah, those two guys look very different. Is, is not, is, yeah, is, is Jack Harlow. I see him up like a- there. He was rapping. I said, oh, okay. He, he might have, you know, did what he did, you know, when he did it to her. But obviously, I was wrong. It was the other guy. So, anyway, moving along. There was other rumblings <laughs> at, you know, because when Anthony mentioned Utah, you know, there was some other rumblings regarding Carl Malone. Yes. With, Exactly. We we, got to that. Yes. Yeah, because you brought up Utah. And I'm like, and I forgot he did that. And folks was, uh, let me update the folks. Yeah, because I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, when Carl Malone was playing at Louisiana Tech, I guess he's 20 or 21. He impregnates a, I think she she had to be 12. 13. Because she was, see, when she had the. Yes, yes, you didn't know the story? She was 13. No. She was 13 when she had the baby. Okay. She was 12 when when he got with her. 
Right. I so she's 13 when she has the baby. No, um, and uh, Mark, the son that he had that he never did anything for, wound up going to the NFL for six, uh, played in the league for six years. I'm gonna pull up his name in a minute. What's um? One of I guys never started. knew this. Yeah. yeah. So That's that was, was so the rumbling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like because remember after Carl Malone finished playing, you don't hear or see anything regarding Carl Malone. But what they thought I was listening to um one of the shows, the sports shows this morning was that if you don't bring him out, it might be more rumblings like why are you hiding this guy from us. Uh, you know what he did. We need to deal with this instead of bringing him out. It's like, look, you know, whatever you guys need to say about it, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, this happened when he was in college and they said he never supported this kid or anything. I don't think he met this kid that is definitely his kid until he basically got, um, got to college and became a star and then wound up going to the league. But I'll pull the name up while somebody else All right, let me get this right. So you're saying while he was in college, Yes. 18, yes. 19, 20-year-old, 21-year-old man. A yes. last man. He has raped a the 12-year-old. With a 12-year-old. No, he didn't have a kid. He raped a 12-year-old. Well, right, let's let's yeah, call it what it is. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, you, you're, absolutely, you're 100% right. I, I I never hear that story. Holy yeah. She cow. had a girl. The, she had a girl, Damn. if I'm correct. And, and the then girl went to the play on. It was possible for that. Yes, no, the no, girl no, went on, if I'm that's correct. That's somebody else, Keith. That's another girl. That's another girl that she went to play on play in the WNBA. WNBA. Yeah, yes. so they so yes because I, I didn't see any of the All Star game because so they they didn't do like they didn't bring Stockton out or Hornacek or none oh, of those Stockton guys. Was there? Stockton was there. Was, and or, Stockton Hornacek. was there. This is the this is the, this is the backlash. This is the the social media backlash. Uh, not only the story that Derek is talking about, the fact that Carl Malone is a rapist and raped a twelve year old girl. Well, I never heard. You know, there's no consent. A twelve year old girl no, can give no, a grown ass man. Um, you know, even she said, "Oh, sure, I, I, I definitely like to do that, Carl." No. <laughs> she's 12. Yes. She's 12 years. She's 12 <laughs> years old. Um, six, 12, let's put it in perspective. She's in the sixth grade. Damn. Okay? And he's yeah. not a little dude. He's a boy. Right. He's 6'9, he's two, oh 250. Mm-hmm. She's in the oh sixth grade. God. I never heard that story. Yeah. Yes. And then they brought out crazy conspiracy theory. So they got the rapist and the theorist up Mm -hmm. there uh, sitting there trying, you know, uh, honoring Utah. It's a good thing they played there because remember, nobody saw those games and that that media market is no media market. Yeah, no. This this story's been around for a minute. Yeah, Yeah. I've never heard that. Wow. This is this is the son's name. The son's name is Demetrius Bell. Um, he ended up as an offensive lineman for the Buffalo Bills and for the Philadelphia Eagles. He didn't meet Malone until he was 17. This is all the news that started dropping when they found out that he was going to be there. And then they said his reputation, Malone, was also soiled because he was labeled as a non-supported father. This is another case who refused to pay child support to twins he had when he was 17. That's the girl who winds up going to the WNBA. Okay. And then this is where it gets even more messier. They also mentioned that he allegedly made a pass at his then teammate Kobe's wife, Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I remember right. that. One. That's how yeah, messy Carl Malone is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, damn, that should have been lead the, sh- the show. I never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I forgot about mentioning it. Yeah, I forgot mentioning it until Anthony says Utah. And when he says Utah, I'm like, okay, when we, before we wrap this up, I got to let him know that it wasn't all smooth and, you know, parties and hotel, man. It was on Carl Malone's ass, man. You know, people want to see him. About it. They brought up all the nonsense that that cat did, but that was never publicized because of where he played in Utah. Any other major city media outlet, he would have had to retire. He never would have became the third all-time leading scorer in the NBA. It would yeah, never happen. They would have been on that behind. Yes. Good. Yeah, no, this was yeah, this was this was a thing. This I, I remember the story from from actually before like I probably was coming out his last couple of years with the Lakers. I remember mm-hmm. hearing this. I was like, wait, 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 he did what now? What, what? Mm-hmm. But but again, think about it. The stories in Utah you never heard when he gets to LA, LA is a huge media market. Mm-hmm. So that's when I first started. When he got to LA, that's when I first started hearing the 
the rapist stories. I was like, oh, oh, wow, wow. That is okay, so foul, man. I didn't, I didn't know about the I didn't know about the Vanessa Bryant story till till today. Mm-hmm. I'm today's years old when I, when I learned about no, that. that but out, I can see was, it again, like you said, it is yeah. messy. And you know, she's, and remember, she's young. She's young back then. Remember, so right? right. Looking, that's, uh, that is, yeah. that's his mo. So it didn't surprise me. You know, you see this young girl, even though that's Kobe, and you know, you would have been a battle. But being the old pedophile that he is, he looked at her, made a pass, man, and she stepped right to Kobe. And um, you know, they squashed that. You know, he ain't want yeah. to, you know, mess that up. You know, but that's Calls. who that cat is, man. Hey, yeah. hey Derek, Carl Malone was saying. You're young, but you're ready. <laughs> oh, I'm, not at that. I'm not laughing at that over the years. I'm not laughing. I, I, mean, I, I can't get past this guy at 20 years old looking at a 12, 13-year-old girl. Sixth I got a pro. Keep saying it. Keep saying it out loud. Sixth grader. Wow. Sixth grader who is not changing classes yet because you don't change classes till you get to junior high school. Junior high school. So you stayed in one recess. Yes. I, 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 got so a, I got a problem with that. Oh. Yeah. I, it's I, nothing. I'm just I don't by that. Yeah, yeah. I just sent you like a sidebar. Uh, I, I texted to you article. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's real, man. Wow. Yeah, no. Again, that that was the that you know if if you if you oh speaking of social media, I've been reinstated on Twitter, but I don't even care no more, man. Hey. Nah, I don't clap. Don't clap. You know why? Because they because 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 uh, Elon Musk let all the racists and all the assholes back on. So that was that was mm. my claim. That was, that's how, that's how mm. I appeal. I said, you let, these, you let them on. You got to let me back on. Yeah, you're right. Okay, come on back. But like now, nah, I'm like, you know, I don't even care, man. You know, it's like, it's uh, in fact, somebody that, that used to be a follower tweeted at me and said, oh, yeah, I see you back, man. He's like, obviously, Elon let you back on. I'm like, yeah, you let me back on. Oh, God. Grudgingly. Uh, back to this Carmelo thing. Yeah, he played in Utah. I get that. Right. But he went to back-to-back NBA finals. At that point, you're not in Utah anymore. You're at the NBA finals. How in the hell did not one person don't nobody know nothing? How did not one person <laughs> whisper this and say, "Listen, hey, you know this story." I mean, I know that because at that time it was an NBC, so obviously NBC is going to want that squad. Also, David Stern though keeping that that those stories squad. That's crazy, man. That's mm-hmm. see, that's when the media gets the classic bad bad um, the bad image yeah. image because it looks like and it not looks like it apparently happened that the story was squashed i mean there's tons of stories that people squash not as much as they used to be i mean it would you know if we sit there and we you know jordan would have had a tough time dealing in this media circus because too many eyes and that's what makes right. one of the things that lebron has done or not done pretty impressive because nothing's going on you don't I mean there's not one I mean, scandal yeah, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron and Derek Jeter are probably yeah. the two best at, yes. at, at managing their, their 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 nonsense. So Jordan went at a tough time, just like you know, uh, Babe Ruth and all those guys. There's no way in the world they could have survived this scrutiny. But that story is so huge, it's amazing that it was squashed. But then again, we talked earlier in, in the previous podcast, Cosby was squashed for years until uh, yes. well, until uh, Hannibal said it at the concert, and then the uh, um, uh, William Kamal, um, I forget his name. Uh, did the special? Uh, did the, the uh, we got to talk about Cosby? Did the uh, documentary, which right. really, you know, it's like it's oh, a, uh, it's Kamal, uh, Kamal Bell. Yeah. So, but that was like that's that's disturbing. I mean, you said twelve. I mean, twelve. Wrap your head around twelve is is insane. Then you go, yeah, she's a sixth grade. So she's got a lunchbox still. <laughs> you know what? Uh, 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 She's skipping the school. What you talking about? Lunchbox. Mm-hmm. She's skipping the school. She go to recess. She got a lunchbox. She bring her mm-hmm. lunch to school in a, in a cartoon character box. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of stuff. I mean, that that's when that's when guys when you go how do why do you, why do he get shot? That's when you know dads and uncles and and exactly. cousins find out something happened, and next thing you know, you know, because at the time it would have been Louisiana Tech uh, ball player shot innocently on the street, and everybody was like, "What? That's kind of odd." Well, he, who was he? Because he, you know, he was a nobody until he got to Utah. That's how that happens when they find out. Wait, he did what? And then you next thing else, he was he was big. I remember when he was at Louisiana Tech. He was big time. He was a big time athlete at Louisiana. I mean, he was he was getting. It wasn't like Carl Malone was not a known commodity. 
you know, all those guys that kind of came out of that that era, out of that draft. It wasn't like he wasn't a known. He was a known commodity. He was, you know, he was playing he in the, you know, the, he had he already had the nickname, the mailman, blah 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 blah, and whole nine yards, and and they did they did reports on him. I remember when he was playing, you know, like the there was the NBA inside stuff. They were doing reports on him, how he likes to drive his track the trailer all yeah. season and all that other stuff, and he's country boy, and wears his cowboy boots, and blah 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 blah. All of that was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but this story, as I said, I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't, hadn't heard a whisper of it until he got to Los Angeles. And then Derek just now, you know, opened up my eyes and told me he went after, as Keith points out, you know, his pedophile ways, you know, got hold of him and he decided to go after a teammate's girlfriend. And, you know, I'm surprised Kobe, you know, I mean, he retired shortly after that. So it must have been, you know, Kobe is like, nah, mm-hmm. get this cat out of here. He got to go. Exactly. He got to yeah. go. Mm-hmm. That's when he went there with uh, Gary Payton. Gary Payton, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking mm-hmm. at the, I'm looking at because he got got drafted in 1985. So I'm looking at the draft class. So you figure, I do remember enough of Carmelo to know that he was he was a player. But you gotta you gotta believe while they didn't publicize it, teams knew. Let's just stay away from this because 1985. Who goes number one? Patrick Ewan. He that's New York. Wayman Tisdale goes to Indiana. You figure, okay, Benoit Benjamin, the Clippers need somebody. No, they took the Clippers took him. So he went down at number damn it, eleven or whatever. After guys like Keith Lee, who the hell's Keith Lee? I don't know. Who From Memphis, uh, yeah. <laughs> All these guys went, but he got to Utah because he, the league could hide him in Utah. Because every other team, I mean, I mean, it's crazy, man. It's just crazy. Yeah, no, it 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 was uh, yeah. I mean, just 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 the 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 idea of it, and and and. They're hiding Carl Malone, but then they also have a Stockton problem. John Stockton has been it's, saying it's some insane. of the craziest shit on the planet for the last few years. And, you know, he this is a guy who almost never talked to the press, never said a word. Mm-hmm. And he's become like a, this this straight MAGA conspiracy theorist. Who's, and he's been opening his mouth loud and saying shit loud. And so now you got these two guys who are the faces. It's, remember, they're linked together forever, Stockton and mm-hmm. Malone. Uh, the the conspiracy theorists and the rapists uh, are linked together, so there was no way to hide them in Utah. They tried all they could, you know. They made sure Kareem was there, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they, why would you even bring up the third, you know, winningest, you know, third third highest score? It's not important, but because it was him and they in Utah, then you got to acknowledge him. So that's what that's what they did. Right. Um. But yeah, no. It, this this is this is this is big. This is like horrifically. It's horrible. Horrible. I mean, twelve freaking years old. Oh my gosh! Sixth grader, elementary school girl. Period. I mean, th- th- just that girl had to be just flat out ter- terrified. I mean, this is a big ass man. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's just so, so. Remember, so, Mark, so messed up. He's, he's six nine or six eight at the time. She's just a little tiny, tiny little girl. She's, yeah, she's just, just a baby. A baby, Christmas, a baby. I mean, what is man What's wrong with him? Everything. And has to be good. And here's the thing. Here's what we always suffer like this. This is what we know. There are tons of things we have exactly. no idea. So if, if this is what we know and we're horrified, I'm glad we don't know what the other stuff that he's gotten away with. Because mm-hmm. there's no way in the world that you just you just one thing and then you're you know you're the altar boy for the rest of your life. That's impossibility. So he here's my here's, here's my prediction. Here's my prediction, I, and I truly believe this because just as just as you are, just as we all are, are disgusted by the thought or the knowledge of it, there is a there there are right now producers, yes, and reporters oh. who are thinking, I just found my next story. I was th- well, I was saying that I was thinking, thinking okay, this is good. because I'm blown away by it, and I'm thinking, okay, fine, they un they un unleash the Pandora's box because. If this thing never goes to Utah, he probably keeps going. But because he goes to Utah, you said you can't have him not show up in some kind of capacity. Somebody's gonna say, "Wait, wait, he did what? Okay, you know what? Let me put on a reporter hat, and here we go." No, never yeah, just, up. Go, just take a look at any social media. Just Google Carl Malone react reaction to Carl Malone and 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 social media, and there'll be a thousand stories that are popping up. I mean, yeah, everybody was like, "Oh now. boy." And you yeah. think about this too, guys. As Dirk was saying, he never took an interest in his son or to find out about his son until his son was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. No, he was about to be in that. Yeah. 
You think that at 17, his mother was 13, you add the ears together. Look how close they are in age. Right. (laughs) He's about to be in. He's about to be in it. And like my brother said, Utah's about to be on a a microscope. You know, he's about to be in it, just like they're going to, by proxy, pick up on some stock and craziness. And then they're going to start going through that team. Like, who else was was doing what? You know, because if these two guys, these are the, the, the faces of your franchise. Were there? They weren't like there for a year. They weren't like they, they wouldn't. They didn't get together. No, like the that's Brooklyn Nets. The they were there for the dream team. Yeah, they are going to suddenly find themselves with a lot of people asking a lot of questions, and it's gonna it's gonna get hot. Yeah, I, again, I, you know, I, I'm really really curious. Uh, before we go, there's a couple more things I, I definitely want to touch on. Michael Irvin, who was. Uh, yeah. Now Michael Irvin is the, is, is the exact opposite of Carl Malone <laughs> in terms of his bullshit was all out there on Front Street for for his whole career. You know, uh, he's he's had well documented battles with uh, substance abuse, cocaine, you know, in particular, um, and and hookers and hotels and situations. And hey, hey, the hey, one hey. time that he did not do shit is the trouble. Yeah, he got allegations of of some impropriety in a hotel um, uh, for Super Bowl week out in Arizona. Someone claimed he said something or this. I'm not even sure what the whole story is, but but uh, to his to his benefit, he was apparently the the, the videotape showed nothing, and uh, he's exonerated. And I guess he's going to sue, uh, I guess the Marriott mm-hmm. to have them change the name of the Marriott to to the Irvin. <laughs> um, you know, uh, and he's gonna get some money. He's gonna get. He's gonna get paid, and I, I guess he's gonna sue the person that that falsely accused him of whatever whatever it was mm-hmm. she did. Uh, and another note, uh, uh, I guess '60s and '70s sex symbol Raquel Welch yeah. has uh, uh, she died over the past weekend, over this weekend, and 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 you know anybody that 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 grew up in that at that time frame is is you know just knows that Raquel Welch was that was the it girl and you know from one that she was in movies that you know where she you know one million BC or whatever where apparently people and dinosaurs lived together and they, all they did was just hire her to wear a bikini uh fighting the dinosaurs and she was oh, great uh, script uh, yeah great script <laughs> sort of yeah just just put Raquel Welch in a bikini um and and she was you know just Known for her assets, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. She was in 100 Rifles, man. You, 100 you, Rifles, you, yes. You're the most important movie in our life. Come on. We learned <laughs> yeah, a new word that day. Come on now. Talk yes, she it. was in a movie called <laughs> 100 Rifles, uh, with starring Jim, you know, uh, former NFL legend Jim Brown. And uh, she played the love interest of Jim Brown uh, in 100 Rifles. And they had a very torrid uh, love scene. You, you Listen, you're not telling the story. You're not telling the whole truth, Anthony. Tell the people said the crude things people yell out in a, in a, in a movie theater in the seventies. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna go there. Just to say somebody yelled out something uh, that to our young un, uninformed ears, uh, it took our us young almost, virgin you know, ears. Yeah. Our young virgin ears. <laughs> yes, yes, it took us almost seventeen years to understand what was being said. Uh, you know, once we understood, you know, we agree. So, uh, you know, that's that's where that was. Um, you know, so uh, rest in peace, uh, Raquel Welch. I guess they'll have a hard time closing that casket lid. Um, uh, I'm not laughing. <laughs> I'm not laughing. <laughs> Derek isn't laughing. That's not funny. That's so funny. Uh, but uh, God bless her and, uh, you know, uh, rest in peace. And they're finally now talking about something we kind of brought to everybody's attention yeah. last week. It's not that we were the only ones that were talking about it, but this train derailment mm-hmm. and uh, East Palestine. Uh, I don't know why they call it Palestine. You know, I, you read it, it says Palestine, but it's like the movie Young Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein. It's, Frankenstein. it's, it's, it's East Palestine. Uh, East Palestine, uh, Ohio. Uh, the train derailment where they this 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 uh, vinyl chloride or whatever the stuff that that that, that the, the millions and gallons of toxic chemicals that not only spilled uh, but were then uh, set ablaze. And made this place, you know, not quite Chernobyl, but certainly uh, an environmental disaster that is going to take decades to 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 rectify. Is finally now just starting to, you know, uh, get into the papers and get into the mainstream media. And I think uh, you brought it up, Derek. So that's that's why I wanted to make sure we did not yeah. ignore uh, the the significance of this thing. 
Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we talked about they, it last they, they, week. Yeah, yeah, they did a, a what was called a control um, blaze. If I'm right, Anthony. Yeah, control burn. Yeah, right, control which, burn where they supposed to keep all everything within the confines of the area. But you hear all the people outside of the area complaining of eye irritation, throat burning, um, headaches. You know, this one guy said he never had a headache in his life, but he has a headache every day now. Yeah, yeah. They, they they're saying that this stuff. Uh, not only was it the the I think it's the vinyl chloride, uh, but there's another chemical in there that is a known carcinogen carcinogen for your heart, your brain, your lungs, and your liver. Um, and it, it that was also released and burned. And and the stuff that that went into the air, this this chemical apparently leaches onto water. So when it combines with water, it becomes hydrochloric acid. And that's been raining over the landscape and over people's homes and over people's cars and into Damn. the streams. And this little, uh, the, the, the waterway that runs along the, the rail line empties out into the Ohio River, which means that water is going to travel south out to the sea. And, and anyone that's on, on the pathway will be exposed to these carcinogens. That's that's just the, the stuff that, that leaches out into the into the uh, water table, but there's other stuff that's going to sink into the ground and get into the groundwater. So mm-hmm. again, we're talking about an environmental disaster that nobody seems to understand or know what's going on, and that's it's leading to conspiracy theories. Um, the governor of Ohio, uh, DeWine, uh, did not ask for federal aid. Did not ask for federal assistance. So apparently now that's coming out, just like we learned about Carl Malone, it's coming out that he's been taking money from uh, this railroad company that that caused the spill for years. He's gotten a bunch of money and he's been reluctant to kind of call him onto the carpet. So yeah, this is a story that uh, bears watching. And and, if, and and I think if people are listening to this podcast, they need to share that information and pass it along because... Uh, you know, if it affects them, it's going to affect all of us eventually. And and the cloud of, of whatever that bullshit is they burnt and put in the air, uh, the air once it gets in the airstream, it's, it's going from from west to east anyway. So we'll be dealing with it. So, yeah, it's a horrific thing, and uh, you know, we just have to see see where it shakes out. You know? Hey, Anthony, before we close, can I just throw this in there? Because you know, last week there was some snickering. Uh, when I said that, um, you know, ASAP, you know, ASAP Rocky's doing the right thing with, um, you know, pump, keeping her pumped up. Um, <laughs> I did say, gosh, keep it up. Pump. I just want out, man. I'm just want to say that I sent you guys uh, the cover of Vogue that uh, you know Riri and the family are on. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw the cover. Okay, mm-hmm. and I just want everybody to know that you know people, and I also sent you a, a little YouTube clip with somebody else giving ASAP Rock his, you know, his props by keeping that, you know, keeping her, you know, barefoot and pregnant. And you know, when you're a billionaire, that's what you got to do. You got to go in there, and he's not the first. And I just want to throw this out there: Stedman plays his position and keeps those <laughs> checks running in there. So I'm just saying, ASAP Rocky with what he's doing, he's my, you know that's my people's all those you know him and Revi are my people. But Stedman is like that guy too though, man. He got no pressure. He stays in his little guest house, and you know Oprah go out and get that dough. And when you got a woman who's a billionaire, you stand up there and you cheer at the Super Bowl. For your woman, you cheer when she's doing her talk, sh- her talk shows and she's got her own TV network and you just fall to the background. So I just want to give all them cats, the Stepmans and the ASAP Rocky, <laughs> on behalf of the team power, no, power to the people. No, 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 no not on behalf of us. No, not on us. That's singular. Uh, so y'all not with me? Nah. I just no, sent no, you no. the Vogue joint. And y'all didn't like the picture of Vogue with him carrying the baby and she out in front? Y'all didn't? Y'all ain't good. It's that? beautiful, Derek. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's yeah, it's family. It's a, it's a beautiful family. Okay. God bless them. I just want to say we support what you guys are doing, man. Keep up the great work. That's it. On behalf of uh, you know, power to the people. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say before we go, that was Derek Powell. So send all your letters. <laughs> Derek Powell. Now that y'all can tweet at me, tweet at me, uh, tweet at Derek Powell. Uh, I will I will pass the message along. Uh, because yes, yes, we 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 certainly appreciate the fact that that uh, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky have decided that they want to. Uh, have a family together, and I yes. think it's beautiful. You know yes. that they, they have a beautiful baby, and he seems yes. to be a good father, and a, she seems to be a good mom. And 
good luck to both of them. And Stedman, uh, thanks for hanging in there all those years and My man. Uh, laying the groundwork for how this is done, I guess. That's right. That's fair. That's, That's fair. fair. That's fair. The acknowledgement from the supervisor. We love it. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And so, uh, yeah. And, 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 and again, watch the 1619 Project because you'll realize how important the black family is. That's all. Historically. So uh, good luck. Good on you, ASAP. And good on you, Rihanna. Anyway, if you have not subscribed to Power to the People, make sure you do. Anywhere you get your podcast, including where you're listening right now, you can subscribe to Power to the People. Hit the subscribe button and make sure you, you know, you get these things on a regular basis. You can find us, as I said, on social media. You can find us on uh, Twitter at Power to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Power to the Peeps on Twitter. You can find me, amazingly at Comic Tony Powell on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at Powell to the People where they have an action button and you can listen to the latest podcast. And you can find us all on Instagram and you'll certainly find us back here next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. See you then. Peace. Peace. Peace.